So, amen. And it's good to see you. I've missed y'all this week. It was, uh, had a great week, but it was, uh, I missed y'all. You're my family. You're my, Stephen would say, you're my peoples. So, <laughs> you're my peoples. So, I love you guys, and it's good to be home, and good to be in North Carolina. It's different from Texas, and, um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, Today is definitely a different day, and it's just kind of some things that the Lord had shown me as I was getting ready for today. Uh, he showed me the little bit extra worship, and then the the prayer and the family praying together and worshiping together like that. And I really would like to see that kind of almost every Sunday, that we come in with that kind of heart. And you know, a lot of times what happens is we'll, we'll leave that worship atmosphere, and then we just kind of... You know, like, all right, now I'm going to get preached to. You know, and we kind of take on that attitude where we're just, all right, we're just going through the motions. But right here, that's where we need to take that worship atmosphere and that love that we had for each other. And right now, just soak in it. Just let, as I'm preaching and the Word of God's coming across, let's just soak in it. Just, just let the Word reach you and touch you the same way that He was touching you during that worship. Amen? All right, good. Well, let's turn to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. And and like I said, I've been around 10,000 people all week, so you're not going to scare me with an amen. If I I jump, it'll be something else, but not your amen. Amen? Amen. All right, that's good. (laughs) Um. Yeah, they were pretty uh, psyched up and on fire for the Lord. So, uh, you know, y'all got to make me feel at home. So that's home to me right now. So you need to just carry on in that. Just, you know, praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody jumps up and shouts. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go with them. Okay, so, yeah, so it's, it's all right. I don't mind it. Uh, no, for real, I don't mind it. It's, it's, you know, I, w- I would never mess with y'all ever, right? That's, I would never do that. Goodness sakes, yeah. Revelation twelve eleven says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. And then let's turn quickly to Romans eight thirty seven. Romans eight thirty seven says, But in all these things, All, we overwhelmingly, we don't just conquer, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. Overwhelmingly, you know. God is an excessive God. He doesn't care how big the mountain is. To Him, it's not not anything. Lord, we just thank You right now. We just thank You for this day. And we just praise you, Lord. Let our right now. We just are intentional. We purpose ourselves to let our hearts be open right now, so that the seed of the word may be planted not on stony ground of our heart, but on fertile soil, so that the seed of your word can spring up life, and love, and power. And the fruit of God in our lives. Thank you, Father, 
that your word right now is producing fruit in us and life in us in Jesus' name. So the first verse talked about being an overcomer and the second verse talked about being, in the King James, more than a conqueror. And the question is, you know, I heard Joyce Meyer say it one time, she said everybody wants to be an overcomer and everybody wants to be a conqueror, but they don't want anything to overcome or conquer. They don't want to go through stuff. And the reason why they don't want to go through stuff is because they really don't know who God is. They don't realize that stuff doesn't matter when it comes to God. That's the thing that must bow at the name of Jesus. It's the wind and the waves and the storm that remember His name, like we were singing about in that song. It's the mountain that remembers the name of Jesus. In, in uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth today to testify against you. Right? And then it says that you make this choice. Choose life or choose death. And then it goes on at the end of it and says, in case you, <laughs> it's kind of like God saying, in case you were wondering which one, choose life. <laughs> Just in case you were missing it up till this point. I love you. I want to give you life. Just in case. Choose life. But I love, you know, I always kind of wonder. I'm like, heaven and earth testifying against me. I just, I don't, I don't like the sounds of that. And let me, let me put it this way. Heaven and earth will give testimony about your choice. Heaven and earth will testify to the choice that you make. Well, how are they going to testify? Well, if it's a mountain and you said mountain be removed, then heaven and earth are going to testify by being removed. They're going to give the testimony of being cast into the sea. The wind and the waves are going to testify to the choice that you made by saying, I'll be calm now. I'll be quiet. I was being bad. I was being unruly. I'll be quiet now in the name of Jesus. Heaven and earth will give a testimony about the choice that you made. Why? Because there's a power that's greater than the waves and the wind. There's a power that's greater than that mountain. Have you ever gone in life and you ever feel like I just keep running into impossible situations and... Have you ever just kind of gotten tired of it? It's like, am I ever going to stop running into these situations that just seem impossible? Anybody ever felt like that besides me? Yeah. And, and I got some revelation for you right here. Guess what? You're here. In other words, it wasn't as possible. All those situations that we just complained about by, you know, testified that we used to deal with, we're not dealing with them anymore in Jesus' name. But the ones that we used to deal with Guess what? You made it through. You're here. You're here. You made it through. Now, how in the world did that happen? Well, I can tell you it wasn't me. Because I couldn't handle my own stuff. I couldn't handle that. But Jesus could. But you know, it, it's not... Have you ever gotten to the place where you're tired of facing that stuff? What would happen if instead of being tired of facing that stuff, 
Because we knew who God was, we knew that we were a conqueror, and we knew that we were you know, more than conquerors and overcomers. If we knew that stuff, we're looking for it. We're like, come on, impossibility. Do you know why you keep meeting these impossible situations? In Psalms 37.23, it says this, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and the Lord, He delights in His way. Has it ever crossed your mind that you are meeting impossible situations because God wanted you to be the overcomer that He called you to be? Have you ever thought, I keep running into these situations because God's expecting me to pull up my big board drawers and put on some faith and put on some love and overcome and conquer them? Has it ever crossed your mind that you're a child of God Almighty? An inheritor of His thing? You see, a large part... See, we can look at that verse right there in Psalms 37 and we can go, man, I keep running into these problems and this morning's class dealt with this exactly. I keep running into these problems and my steps are ordered by the Lord. Does the Lord just hate me? Does He just want to punish me? God, what are you doing, God? Oh, God. And it carries on, you know, for however many years we'll allow it. Has it, you know... Either God's wrong or you're wrong. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to kind of hedge my bets over on it's you and it's me. I'm just going to guess. I just got this feeling that it's not God that's missing it here. So the question is, what is he doing? Is it just possible that he wants you to be like His Son Jesus that looks impossibilities that the world has to offer us and He thinks that you just might one day say, I ain't standing for that anymore. I'm going to take this impossibility and I'm going to see it possible through Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden I can tell you you start conquering some of those things. You kind of get a taste for it. It's kind of like, hey, I like the, I like the feel of that. And then all of a sudden, but now the devil, he wants to make it as hard as you can. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants to not let, imagine this, what if all everybody that's listening to this message all of a sudden got a hold of this and realized that God wants us to make, through Christ, the impossible of the world possible? Well, what do you think the devil's going to do with that? Oh, he's going to do everything he can to stop that before that train gets rolling. He's going to do everything He can to discourage you, come against you. A lot of times I see people make a choice for God and a week or two later all of a sudden they're facing a hardship and they're like, I just gave my, my heart to you God, now all this stuff's happening. And they let the small discouragement of the devil, and, and it's really a lot of times they'll present it you know, in their mind it looks like this, but in reality it's really very small. And it's just the devil trying to get you out of continuing to make the right choices. 
It's like, let's do everything we can to get them off that God path that they're on. And let's do everything we can to stop them before they start building momentum in their faith and in their love. A large part of God's way is faith. Listen to this. God, God is an expert at making the impossibilities of the world possible. And here's the thing. How are we supposed to live? The just shall live by faith. Now there's, there's two different things there. Number one, in that statement, number one is you kind of have a command that if we're going to be in this world, we need to live by faith, right? In other words, for me to not live by faith, then I'm going against the things of God. So I need to live by faith. It's command, but it's also promise. Because it tells me that if I will, if I will walk by faith, I'm going to live in abundant life. The just shall live by faith. So when I put on faith, and I don't shrink back from the impossibility, but I run to the impossibility, because I know who I am in God, and you know who you are in Jesus Christ, and I run to them, I'm going to find life, and life in abundance. Impossibilities feed faith. And just sit on that for a second. If you'll turn it the right way, instead of shrinking from it, impossibilities will feed your faith. Think about this. Is faith needed when I see it or when I don't see it? When I don't see it. If something's possible, right, then I can see it. It's impossibilities that put me in the place to use faith which put me in the place place to move to life in abundance. It's the impossibilities, the things I can't do. How can a slave, a son that's turned into a slave, move into the jail in Egypt and then become the ruler of all Egypt? That's impossible. But not with God. But not with God. So many times what I see going on in people's lives and the trouble that they're going through is simply a decision in their head that they've said, God can't fix this. And they would never say those words with their mouth, but they would give you every excuse why you just don't know what I'm going through. And what they're saying is, God's not big enough. But if they would look at that situation and say, and look at it more as opportunity and be like, oh my goodness, watch what God is going to do. It's got to be God because there ain't no other way it's going to happen. It's got to be God. And if they would start to get an expectation, say, watch this, instead of, oh, I hope it happens. I really hope it happens. Please, Lord, help, 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 help. I need you. And then they're done. A large part of God's way is faith. And He's an expert at making the impossibilities of the world possible. Impossibilities feed faith. Faith is only needed where the outcome is not seen in the physical. 
Now, if we're to live by faith, that tells us that we're constantly, constantly, constantly going to be facing situations that you can't see the outcome without looking with eyes of faith. But if you will look with eyes of faith on a God that makes the impossible possible, you will see the outcome before you see it in the flesh. You'll see it in the Spirit. You'll see it and say, I know what's going to happen because thanks be unto God who always leads me in triumph through Christ Jesus. And He's about to manifest through me the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Eyes of faith will see possible when the world sees impossible. God will lead you from the world's impossibility to impossibility to impossibility to impossibility so that through you the impossible will become possible. Over and over and over again. Here's what he's expecting. He's expecting you to be the child of God that you are. He's expecting you to have received what Jesus did for you and to walk in it. Not just talk about it, walk in it. Not just look at it and say, oh, that's a good story. Praise God, hallelujah. No, but to walk in it on tomorrow, you know, and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. No, not just to sit in here and say, oh, I felt had such a good, I was so uplifted today at church. It was so awesome. And then on Tuesday, you're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? That's not God. But you know what? That's how we live. Or at least how we have been. The question is, how will you live from here? Will you start seeing possible when the world sees impossible? Will you start to pick up hope where the world drops it and runs? (coughs) Romans chapter 8, where we got that verse about all things we overwhelmingly conquer Let's just read through that as we finish up. Verse 28, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good. Like we talked about in the class. For those who love God. And what is loving God? Can you love God outside of faith? No, that's not loving on Him. That's not loving on Him. It's impossible to please God without faith. That's Hebrews 11.6. It's impossible. But when we do have faith, He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So when we come up to a place and in our mind and in the flesh, we say, golly, that's impossible. I don't know how that's going to happen. That's the moment where faith should start to come alive inside of us and go, man, what is God going to do? How is He going to work this out? You see, we, they work together for good for those that love God. So see, if we walk up to an impossibility and we go, oh, no, 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 I'm backing up. I don't think that's happening. We're not loving on God. And guess what? God can't work this stuff together for our good. It's us stepping out of His good plan. But if we'll walk up to it as a child of God, a, a brother of Jesus Christ, you know, that's that is empowered by Him. And we'll walk up to that impossibility and say, I'm trusting God. I'm going to see impossible turn to, hey, this is very possible. Now I'm moving in love and what can God do? Watch how their steps are ordered. Watch how I can order their steps in the love of God. 
Verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become, listen to this, conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. In other words, God said, the people that are going to choose me, I already saw them ahead of time. And what I have planned for those Christians that will be believers on me, what I have planned for them is that they become more and more like Jesus. And look at what Jesus did. Did Jesus walk up to the wind and the waves and shy away? Did He run in fear? Did He run? No, our job is to say, I'm putting on Jesus. I'm putting on God. And I will start to look more and more like Jesus. And Jesus didn't shrink away from impossibility. No, He stepped right in the middle of them and calmed the storm. Removed the mountains. Verse 30, and those who he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. You mean God's going to glorify me? That's what I just said. That's what I was thinking. God's going to pour out his glory on his children as we choose. To walk like Jesus. And then what shall we say to these things then? What shall we say? It's if God is for us, who can be against us? Who's against us? My goodness, if He's for me, and He's made me, and He's helping me to walk like Jesus, what impossibility can be against that? It can't. It's got to bow At the name of Jesus. Not to you by yourself. But to you with Christ. I love this verse. Verse 32. He, God, who did not spare His own Son. He didn't spare Him. He didn't hold Jesus back. But He delivered Him over for us all. Did did God do that for you? Did he say that you were worthy of his only son? And if he did that, he, sa- he says this as well. How will he not also with Jesus freely give us all things? How will he not with Jesus give us the impossible? That's what that's saying just as well. How will he not do it? There's no way he won't. Because that's his love. There's no way he won't. There's no way. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? In other words, will Satan bring a charge against you? Well, he's not worthy of this. Did you see what they did the other day? Who's going to bring a charge against the elect of God? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who is he who died. Yes, rather, he who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. And he's the one who intercedes for us. So when the devil comes with a charge, Jesus comes with a price that he's already paid. When the devil comes with accusations, Jesus comes with a forgiveness, a paid in full stamp on his hands by his blood. And then I love it because here he is considering all these things and he says this, 
And, and I can just, I can feel the, the revelation as he's writing this. Who, <laughs> who will separate us from the love of God, love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Who's going to separate us from His love? If He loved us in that way, who in the world is going to separate us from His love? Let me put it this way. What impossibility is going to separate you from the love of God? It ain't happening. It's not happening. It doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to be separated from the love of God. And if you're not separated from the love of God, then all you got to do is look to Him to be empowered to be like Christ, to be glorified in the name of Christ and put that impossibility down and make it possible. Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to the death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. In other words, the world is not going to honor you. The world is going to throw more and more impossibilities at you. Especially as it gets darker and darker that we are so evidently seeing now. It's going to get darker and darker. They're going to throw more and more stuff. They're going to dishonor you. They're going to hate you. Why? Because they hated Christ. And God's not saying that to get you down. God's saying that to give you hope. Because in the middle of that, he says this, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. In all that, who's able to separate us from his love? Who is able? And I love this, how it ends, verse 38 and 39. For I'm convinced. In other words, he was saying, (laughs) Paul was saying, you're not going to be able to teach me or tell me anything else. This is the way it is. And I don't care what you say. You know, you tell me there's no water in the pool. You're too late. I'm in there doing the backstroke. I'm wet. I'm wet. As a reference to Brother Keith Moore, I loved when he said it like that. You can't tell me differently. You can't tell me God doesn't love me. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the next time you come up to an impossibility, the one thing that I want you to start thinking about is, why am I here? Why am I facing this impossibility? Could it be (laughs) that today is my day to walk as a child of God in the way that He's called me to? Is it today that I'm to put on Jesus, have faith in God, and look at that impossibility and say, it's not me that shouldn't be here. It's you. It's not me that's going to bow to the name of Jesus alone, you bowing with me. you got to go away. And all of a sudden, you step in and by faith and love in God, you take the impossibles of the world and they become possible. And then, just let it be known, the world is watching 
when you walk through an impossibility and you carry the joy and the hope and the love of Christ and people see the mess that you were in and then see you come out the other side, all of a sudden they're going to look at you and go, mm, that wasn't normal. That's not what usually happens in that situation. What do they know that I don't? And eventually they'll come and they'll start asking and you'll say, let me tell you about him. His name is Jesus. And he constantly, he's an expert in making the impossible possible. He's an expert in taking a situation and leading me to life. He's an expert at taking what looks hopeless and giving me hope. And it's not hope that's empty, it's hope that has an end of a promise that will come to pass. Now today, you may have impossibilities in your life that's trying to face you. And right now, let's just stand up. And I just want you to thank the Lord for His love. You see, what we're believing in is not that you are super powerful, super duper powerful. We're not believing in that. We're not believing in how long you have gone to church. We're not believing in how much knowledge do you have about faith. We're not believing in that. Have you ever messed with the demonic? Who cares? This is what we're believing in. Does God love you? Who's going to separate you from that love? And so if I can believe in His love, that I can believe to make the impossible possible. Our faith is just simply in how much does God love us. And if we'll just continue to meditate and get revelation on how much He loves us, you will see impossibilities turn to possible time and time again. And the Lord will have this testimony about you. He'll, all, he'll have, well done, good and faithful servant. He'll also say, they were more than a conqueror. He'll also say, they were overcomers. I want that testimony. Not just for me. But I need that testimony to be in my life for you and for everybody that I'm around. And guess what? I need your testimony of being an overcomer. I need your testimony of being more than a conqueror. Why? Because it strengthens me to believe more. And mine strengthens you to believe more. And ours strengthens the world to believe Christ. So today, whatever situation you're facing, and maybe you don't have one at the moment that's super pressing, but maybe your neighbor does. Let's believe for God to make the world's impossibilities possible, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of people around us. So right now, let's just bow our head, and let's just, if you, you have an impossibility, you start thinking on that and praying towards that. If you don't have one right at the moment, then you'd be believing for anybody else that's sitting here praying, lifting them up, praying the Spirit if you do. Lord, right now, 
We see those impossibilities that the world has presented your people. And Lord, we don't accept the fact that they are impossible. We receive the truth that is possible in Christ. Right now, Lord, let every mountain be thrown into the sea. Let every wind and wave and storm of life, let it be made at peace in their lives. Peace be in Jesus' name. Life be in Jesus' name. Love manifest in Jesus' name. Lord, we praise You and we thank You that new life and love is rising up right now. Lord, we don't see those things as impossible anymore. We see them as already solved in Jesus Christ. By the blood of Christ, we overcome. By the blood of the Lamb, Lord, Your blood paid the price. It proved Your love to us. You weren't just willing to tell us You loved us. You were willing to go to the cross and show us just how much. Lord, we receive Your love. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So right now, Lord, we testify and just testify with me that You make, say it, say You make my impossibilities possible in Jesus' name. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and they loved not their lives even unto the death in other words, it doesn't matter what it looks like I'm going to have to go through. I will not let go of your love. I will not let go of your testimony. No matter what the cost of me, even to the point of death, I will have faith in you, Lord. And watch you make impossibilities possible. Lord, thank you for settling the storms today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jeff. I'm all twitchy and hot. And normally I'd say that's the caffeine, but I had decaf today, so I know that's the Holy Spirit working in this place, something powerful this morning. Lord, we just love you. We just love you for all that you are. You have done so much for us already, and all we need to do is just reach out and grab a hold of your gift. We just thank you, Lord, that you gave us that gift, that sacrifice on the cross, and your redeeming blood, your saving blood. You did what was impossible, Lord, and you're going to make our impossibilities possible. We just give you thanks for that and glory for that, Lord. And just as as I've said before in other prayers, Lord, just open our eyes just a little so that we can believe just enough. Thank you, Lord. That's all we need. We only need a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain. That's it. A mustard seed. Thank you, Lord, that you would impart that to everybody here today. Knowledge and truth and wisdom and courage and power and belief and faith to make things happen in our lives. Let's just go out there this week. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ to move mountains and make impossibilities come true. In the name of Jesus, we pray that. Amen. Amen. And before you go, if you are new here or you're visiting with somebody, I would love it if you would meet myself and my wife, Tara, over here by the bookcase. Uh, We've got a gift for you as our way of saying welcome to Boomerang for the first time. 
If you need a word of prayer, uh, a word of encouragement or wisdom, if you want someone to pray with you or pray for you, please come up front and see uh, Miss Barrett and Mr. George back there. They will be happy to do that for you. Um, I'm trying to think if we have any other announcements. I know we have one final announcement. Uh, there's a Christian concert and baseball game coming up in a couple of weeks. If you're interested, there is a, a flyer here. There's one posted outside, or you can come talk to myself and Tara. Um, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No. Go and be blessed and have a great week. Amen. Water you turned into wine. Open.